outside. Jeff Smith, he didn't get there. Fumbles the football. Oklahoma takes over. Everybody, welcome to the Inside OU podcast. No, we're not at Vanessa House because the weather decided to be Oklahoma E today. Uh, we're just taking some precautions, getting this out a little bit earlier for everybody so you can listen to it uh, while you're watching or before you watch or after you watch storm coverage if you live in Oklahoma. And I mean, I'm fairly certain North Texas, Dallas area is probably dealing with some weather as well because basically anytime. We're dealing with severe weather, so are they. So to our North Texas listeners, uh, be safe out there. Unless, of course, it's just a sunny day, then just be safe is all I'm going to ask. But uh, Brady Chatham here, Keegan Renault over the Zoom machine. Uh, also, one quick note about Vanessa House. Uh, please go there. The beer's good. Uh, a lot of fun. I went there last night for karaoke, and it was it was too much fun, and I was stone sober for it. So that was the kind of incredible thing about it their bingo bingo songo event tonight they are postponing also because of the weather until next week and it's going to be emo night so if you like i mean if you're my age uh, maybe not necessarily keegan's age a little too young but if you're my age when you were in high school i mean all that crap music was popular unfortunately but some people like it a lot of people actually uh, get late lay this out real quick because as you know i was a little confused what all entailed emo music whenever I heard the genre and whenever I was at Vanessa house when they had it last. So musically you're talking about bands who have the appearance of a hard rock or metal band and that they, it's a four or five piece band. Uh, they play their instruments, they play guitars, drums and all that stuff. But they, all they do is they like, they just masturbate on power chords and then they wail and sing with like a teenage nasally voice about being bullied in high school a, a girl that they don't, like doesn't like them that they have a crush on like real high schooly uh subject matter which i, I didn't vibe with in high school i i hated too many <laughs> i hated enough things i didn't need to have my music kind of remind me of the stuff i didn't like at the time so i i of course listen to what i still listen to to this day yeah a lot of people like it so i'm not going to sit here and completely trash it because clearly like people love it because whenever yeah, they do it, they show up to Vanette. there was a that was the most people i've seen for a thursday night bingo bango song there about 100 people in there in the tap room it was uh it was wild it was really good time beer drinking and crying about some girl broke your heart in ninth grade man you just got you got to get over it sometime at some point <laughs> anyway on to the pressing fucking matter I'm going to probably cuss a lot in this podcast. I'm so angry. Uh, Keegan, we talked about this a few weeks ago when it was beginning to be laid out in terms of the channel distribution for OU's games and their marquee games. Of course, Nebraska was on the slate for Fox, and we kind of knew what was going to happen then. I still held out hope. I held out hope that OU would really try to strong-arm Fox in some way to like, hey, do what you can to make this a special game because this is a special game, not just to us, not just to Nebraska, but to the fans and anybody that has been around college football for the last 20 years at the very least is going to stay, is going to tune into this game for at least the first five minutes. Uh, no matter what time it comes on, no matter what channel it's on, what have you. So I was holding out hope that, Oh, you would, at least have the power to do something. And I, I don't know that they didn't try. I'm not going to sit here and say that this is all OU's fault. Uh, but now the uh, news has dropped that Tulane is going to be an 11 a.m. kickoff. So if you have New Orleans plans like I do, that kind of puts a little bit of a damper into those. 
But of course, the Nebraska game, big noon kickoff on Fox. And I'll apologize one more time for probably cussing. But Keegan, this is this is getting so fucking comically old. I, I'm sorry. Like I, I understand the suits. I understand the money at hand with all with these decisions. I understand the big national exposure at you know, noon Eastern time. It's better than a regional kickoff at 2.30, even though that might be more conducive to the game day atmosphere for the fans who are actually in attendance. I get all that, but this is this is getting so fucking annoying. Uh, Fox needs to... Look, I like Fox, and I I, I prefer their, their HD. I prefer their... Uh, their game day coverage, pregame and postgame. I, I think that they actually put out a better product. But if they're going to do this, if they're going to have like, hey, we've, we, we're we going to air big time college football games, they need to stop having this pussy ass attitude of, well, we don't want to compete with ABC and ESPN. Dude, you're not competing with them. You're not, you don't have original program. If you try to have original daily programming like ESPN, then fine. You would get crushed by the, by the almighty mouse. Like the, there's, no point in that you're not competing with original programming you're competing with fucking games that people would watch no matter what channel it's fucking on as as long as it's available and free and you don't have to like download an app because even for people like me that's that's an annoying chore so this whole like well we we just we want to have our own little time slot that needs to go out the fucking window if you're going to be putting schools on there like ohio state like oklahoma for big games stop this bullshit because this is getting so annoying and look i understand that no one making those decisions gives a rat's fucking ass about the fans that go to games or that tailgate for games because that's small time money for them or it doesn't even matter to them. And for programs like OU that have enjoyed a lot of success, they have no reason to listen to fans because, hey, if you don't want to come, then there's 10,000 other motherfuckers that have are waiting in line for season tickets. So there's no reason for them to listen to us. But again, this is this is getting on my fucking nerves. We'll get into why. This is annoying more so than just like the fan atmosphere, but so much is lost in this Keegan. So much is lost. Like this could have been a fun game day atmosphere for both fan bases. It is a foregone conclusion that Oklahoma will kick the rat's ass out of Nebraska, but Nebraska fans could have come down to Norman. Uh, maybe the fans that have been, been there before could have gone to some old spots, seen, uh, see how the town has grown, catch up with some old friends, catch up on some old spots and really made a, a fun day out of it, even though they know what's going to happen. But nope, fuck it. Just wake the fuck up, go to the game, go home, bye. Everybody everybody made money. That's what's important, right? So I, I want to unpack the whole like Fox time slot thing from this perspective, right? Isn't there like two to three weekends a year where ESPN and ABC kind of have a low-level primetime matchup because they're – at game day, you know, they go to the HBCU or go to North Dakota State or, you know, go somewhere for the yeah. game day experience in the morning where they have like that primetime games not nearly as, you know, highly touted as some of the other ones that they have. Like, I, I'm just thinking ahead and, you know, progressively here for the next contracts that come up. Like, that has to be a part of the deal, right? I would because hope so. At, because at the end of the day, like, don't get me wrong, like, your frustration, it, it, it trust me, for, you know, not even to say a lot, lot larger people than me, obviously, Brady, but, like, it's her. I mean, you hear Lincoln and Josie, and you hear the power brokers at the conference talk about it, but at the same time, this is the deal that these guys agreed to, you know? And 
the bigger part of this to the realm of this is it ultimately you talk about recruit Oklahoma is at a recruiting disadvantage is what they're because of where they're located. And even though it's three hours from Dallas right now, this isn't affecting East coast at all, but Oklahoma's after some of the top players on the West coast. And we talked about this on the, through the keyhole pod on our Patreon page, which you should go subscribe to. Especially um, the last one. The last one was really good. It was. I was, yeah, it came out. Yeah, I thought we had a great banter back and forth and kind of along these same like conversations though, right? Like this is now back-to-back podcast where the patrons and us, but like this is a, a kind of a different conversation in the realm of one, it, again, it's hurting the recruiting Brady, but like two, you know, moving forward, you know, just thinking ahead, I know we're, it's in the moment here, but thinking ahead, like the next TV deal, they can't allow them not to have, you know, we need to split two night games. You know, we need two night games. That's it for two primetime slots because the C because CBS has one and they're like, they tell everybody, Hey, we're putting one SEC here at seven o'clock. It's going to be Texas A&M Alabama as everybody's kind of Billy Lucci, I guess I don't know if I'm supposed to say that name or not on this podcast, but uh, I don't. I don't care about Aggie fanboys, but <laughs> I, I know I know his name, so I guess that's a big win for him. <laughs> Anyways, CBS has a seven o'clock kick, and it's known that they have a seven o'clock kick, and ESPN schedules around that, right? Why can't Fox have that in the next TV deal? Because again, we're having this conversation, Brady. Oklahoma's likely heading to a conference or being a part of a conference moving forward, either or, where Fox is going to have a, a large say in how their games are going to be broadcast. Yep. I mean, so this is really a, like, Fox needs to what you're saying. I think there's a lot of validity to that because, like, they need to fight for those slots because of the schools you're representing. And, like, putting 9 a.m. Pacific local time games for your big noon kickoff, that's – that's Bush League shit, man. Like, it is. Like, you can't deny the fact that you're literally making kids wake up at 5 in the morning to go play a football game. One, talk about health and safety. Two, like, that benefits nobody. That's really a part of the thing. And so that's why I'm with you in that regard. And, I again, I want to – you, every OU fan, like, they deserve a right to be frustrated. This well, is see- it. Go ahead. I was going to say, like, the, the funny thing about that, Keegan, um, when they do these big noon kickoffs, like they're big national games, this is not the 100% full part of the deal. But you, you have to assume they pick a lot of these games because they know, like, this is a big team, this is a big game, both teams are ranked, you know, what have you. But the other part of the deal is it's going to be an awesome atmosphere. The stadium's going to be full, so it's going to have a lot of great, like imagery there's going to be a lot of great cinematography that can take place so it's it's funny to me that they're like yeah we're going to put you at 9 a.m we're going to put you at 11 a.m but please be raucous please be loud please be full in the stadium like fuck that like this is getting so fucking old and i i get it i I like 11 a.m kickoffs like to be honest like i've never been one to yeah really jump on it from the viewer it's great i've never been one like perfect yeah, I've never been one to really jump on it every single time it gets announced. Like it, it gets to a point where you just kind of laugh. Like, of course, it's at eleven. But if you think about it, if if OU's going to play Texas Tech and Norman, just get that game the fuck over with. Like, who cares? No one cares. Just wake up, go play, go kick the shit out of them, and go home so I can watch other games that are more meaningful 
in the grand scheme of college football because I'm a 99.99% OU fan. I'm a 0.01% college football fan. So I want to watch other games too. So get the Texas Techs, the TC, oh, TC is a dark course, Big 12 team. Now get them out of the way. I don't care. Um, but I mean, shout out to Eddie Rodosvich. He's right. We've talked about this before, Keegan. I know I've talked about this with my friends, but you can look at OU schedule year in and year out and pretty much within maybe a game or two, because sometimes some teams just come out of nowhere and you might think, well, Iowa State's not going to be good, so that's going to be a some odd kickoff, and then they're good, and then that changes. So that, that can be a factor. But you can look at OU's schedule and kind of guess what the time slots are going to be. And when OU's on the road, like Eddie's little flow chart says, he's right. When OU's on the road, nope, got to juice up that fan base, that opposing fan base for the ever potential juicy ratings boost of an upset. So that's a seven o'clock kickoff. They get to have all the fun. Oh, West Virginia is playing in Norman. Oh, that's that's 11 a.m. Just fuck them. You know, who cares? Just get that game over with. Oh, oh, Texas Tech's going to Norman. No one cares. 11 a.m. Bye bye. Like this is. A, not fair. B, it's annoying for fans. And like you were, like you touched on, like that's the other part of why I'm upset about this game. Like, I, like I said, I don't mind 11 a.m. kickoffs, but not your marquee non-conference game that potentially was going to be a juggernaut for recruiting. And it can still be, are you still going to bring in kids? But like you said, Relique Brown, uh, sayonara to showing up to Norman for an 11 a.m. kickoff for that and having a good time and not being is, exhausted. Is... I we I we should know this, but I'll look it up. We don't, is it, that's not his official weekend, right? Isn't he coming the 18th, or is it an unofficial for the barbecue? I could have sworn uh, his official was Nebraska, but I might have those flip flopped, and that the barbecue was an official. I, I just now, but... I, I just know that the last time someone mentioned this on some podcast or in an article, it was mentioned that he was going to be there for the Nebraska game, and that's why I was like, well, if he's going to go. You know he's going to make this a big game, and they should because Iowa State in November. Iowa State's a good team, but the the official visit for the Nebraska game. Yeah, but the atmosphere for Iowa State or insert Big Twelve home game for OU here is not going to be near the same of what we we could have potentially seen for an OU Nebraska game at night. And it's still going to be big for an eleven a.m. kickoff. Like it's still going to be big in stadium. There's going to be a ton of Nebraska fans outside the same campus corner there's going to be it's going to be fun still but this just takes away that advantage that little advantage oh you could have had so forget the fan perspective for a second like from a football perspective or recruiting perspective like oh you misses out big time because of this stupid ass deal and because fox for whatever reason thinks oh we're competing with abc espn for ratings no 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 no, no. fans will watch it you're not competing with them. If you have a big game and ESPN has a big game, it'll be split down the middle of who wants to watch what. If you have a bigger game than them and Alabama's playing fucking Mississippi State at 7 o'clock, guess, who, guess what people are going to watch? Probably the Fox game. No one cares about Alabama dropping 50 on a Mississippi State. So go ahead, Keegan, because I'm starting to ramble. You know, it's... Like on a lot of the things that we've already said so far, but it, again, like you, Brady, you look at the schedule, and I know my tweet was obviously very sarcastic, right? But like the September 25th game with West Virginia, I mean, if ESPN, it's going to be 2 30, 
right? Like that's not going to be the big noon kickoff that week is uh, Wisconsin and Notre Dame. So West Virginia is going to be more than likely 2.30 ABC ESPN regional coverage or 11 a.m. And I, and I think OU's had under five 2.30 home kicks in the last 10 years. I could be wrong, but I, I tried to remember before we started recording because I, I knew this would come up. But I think they've had a handful of like 2.30 road games because of that kind of that same logic of, oh, they're on the road. Uh, let's bump this up in the l- later part of the day because, you know, the upset potential could be great for ratings. Norman, that's, you know, that's a different story. Yeah, I'm, so you have the September, you have October 16th against TCU is also on the schedule, right? Like that has potential, you know, depending on how the TCU season goes, like that has potential to end up being a big, you know, game at the end, who knows, you know, depending on how TCU plays throughout the season. Um, You know, early on, they have Texas, uh, they have Cal, SMU, non-con, Um, and I believe they have one other tough big 12 game, but that's the thing. Like you go through those games and if TCU kind of falters and loses a couple there, Brady, you're looking at either an 11 AM or two 30 and then Texas tech, right? That's the only other game that's not owned already. Iowa state's owned by Fox. That's more than likely going to be. No one wants to, no one wants to own that meaningless game and watch (laughs) that'll be, that'll be OU's inexplicable one explicable loss. And I just, yeah. To, to Texas Tech at home. No, but that like... Where is, when is that happening? Night, that's going to be a night game. Guaranteed that's going to be a night game. It's going to be on Fox at 7. I mean, I'm saying it sarcastically, but I, I mean, it's true. Like, And it's going to be so cringy, like when that is the night game. And Tim Brando's just trying to fucking build it up for... 30, well, 40 minutes. It's going to be cringy when Lincoln Riley has to like sell the game in terms of like, we hope for a raucous atmosphere because that'll be <laughs> the big recruiting weekend. And it's like, it's great that you're bringing recruits in to watch you win a game. I mean, not, th- I don't know how much of an effect that has if you bring players it in for, does. I mean, it, it could, it, it couldn't hurt, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like it couldn't hurt that you win, but no one cares about Texas Tech. No one cares about any of these other games. And like I, like we talked about on Patreon on Tuesday, like OU is at a disadvantage every single year because their marquee regular season game is played at a neutral site every year. So that inhib that hampers like the amount of home games OU has for its season ticket holders, and that hampers the amounts of fun time slot games OU can have uh, as the season progresses. But <sighs> I don't know. This is just disappointing. It's disappointing. And I mean, OU, OU fans, I'll say this. OU has only had, in the last 20 years, one, OU fans have only given the University of Oklahoma one time to listen to them. And that was in 2014 when the fans started booing. And stuff came about afterwards. Now, albeit it wasn't just because of the fans booing, uh, but that was a part of it. And therefore, you see the power a fan base can have in the stadium on the game, like on game day in that atmosphere. Other than that, oh, you just (laughs) I've said it before. They're a terrible customer service institution. Like they just don't care. And they really have no reason to care on an individual basis on a fan-to-fan basis, they have no reason to care because people are still paying money, but at some point, I hope something happens. I hope something happens that this just stops. 
it's not the end of the world, but God, this just deflates something that we already know the conclusion of. Like, oh, he's going to beat the shit out of Nebraska, but at least make it fun, make it worthwhile because it's going to be so interesting and so aha when the return game to Lincoln is that's going to be a night game. Watch. It is going to, it is going to be a night game. There's no doubt in my mind it's going to be a night game next year. Yeah. Cause now, the- unless it's owned by Fox. I mean, that, it all depends on who wins in the draft or whatever, right? And, yeah, and I, I don't want to hate Fox. Fox News is a different thing. Fox College Football, I actually appreciate and I like. I like how they, like I said, I like their product. I like their camera angles. I like Joel Klatt, and I know a lot of people don't like Gus Johnson, but I like Gus Johnson. He does kind of make it fun. He makes the game feel bigger than it probably actually is. OU Texas last year was a pillow fight between two teams that, Outside of OU and Texas, people didn't care about because OU had lost two games in a row. Texas had just lost to TCU. And everybody assumed, incorrectly for OU, that these teams were going nowhere very fast. But Gus Johnson made that game fun. And if you were watching as a non-OU or non-Texas fan, you probably had a lot of fun enjoying watching these two teams kind of slapdick each other into a triple or quadruple overtime game that should have been done in over in regulation. So... Um, I like Fox's product, but this is, they need to abandon the, oh, we, we want to just take a back seat and do things the right way and uh, not, not piss off the mouse and just do things in the, in the dark over here. It's, I guess just, I don't know, like, again, I, I just keep thinking forward and like the next TV deal with the big 12s up in 2025, but OU's third tier rights are up next year. Right. Like, we brought up in BC, like, is that a bigger selling point to just getting something with someone else for two years or ESPN and saying, Hey, like this whole 11 AM BS has to go. Like it has to go. Like Oklahoma's a big enough brand that they can at least try that, you know? And if they don't try that Brady, then like, what is Oklahoma doing? I mean, you're playing into that disadvantage that you already have. And so it's, you know, it's an exhausting conversation. It's, it happens every year and it'll happen again once we get closer to the season and more 11 a.m. kickoffs come up, but it, they've got to do something, right? Like something has to be done about this. I don't know, like if it's in the, you know, those third, the tier, th- the tier three rights or third tier rights that are up next year or what it is, right? But something's got to be done. Because th- I mean, you're 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 hurting yourself by this this continuing. Yeah, um, I mean, I've talked about this before about last year's home schedule having like the best weather days on game day that I can remember, and it was unfortunate, obviously, because nobody was there tailgating. The stadium was what was it half full? <laughs> I mean, OSU. It, it seems what game? What game? OSU. It on the game. OSU and Baylor. Baylor was – they bumped in uh, crowd music for that game. Okay. Um, yeah, not great. It sounded terrible. I mean, one of the worst sounds I've heard out of a speaker at that stadium. But the Oklahoma State game was, uh, yeah, a little crowded. A little bit. Just a hair. Yeah. Um, so, the other unfortunate thing about the game day atmosphere was, oh, you had a lot of nighttime home game kickoffs last year, but 90,000 people weren't able to – 
enjoy it and appreciate it. And even more people weren't able to enjoy it and tailgate. And again, I understand why I'm not complaining about that, but it's just kind of a, of course, that's the year where, Oh, you would have all these awesome weather days. And of course that's the year where, Oh, you would have all these awesome late game kickoffs. Of course. And now back to scheduled programming Full stadiums means 11 a.m. kickoffs every week, kids. Hoping it, like, keep on bringing in that money. I mean, like, what, what do you, what do you think OU's reaction is to this, right? I would like, assume Lincoln's pissed off, and I would hope Joe Stiglione is also mad. You think he's cutting his vacation short to come back and chew some, chew someone's ass out? He about to bring up that surfboard, whack somebody on the head with it, gonna paddle it real hard. I mean he has to be just immensely frustrated because again, like you have three weeks until the barbecue, you probably can't recruit any more kids to take officials that weekend. And then you're playing basically Russian roulette during the season. Like, you don't know, like if you're ever going to be able to bring a kid in from the West coast. Yeah. Like you just don't, you don't know, maybe catch them on a bye week Hopefully. I don't know if modern day schedule is out for next season, but I mean, he's not the only one in relief Brown. Here's, here's a dumb question and it doesn't apply. I, I, I would assume this doesn't apply, but Ohio state, Oklahoma in 2016 was Fox. Why was that a seven o'clock kickoff? Like, do you remember why? Was I'm, really? I'm, 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 I'm asking, I, I, I don't have the answer. It's not a loaded. I question. don't have, I don't have the answer either. I didn't realize, I didn't even think, cause yeah, Joel Klatt was on the call, right? Yeah. Joel and Gus were there. Um, now, fortunately it was a late game. That kickoff. was before big noon kickoff became a thing though. Okay. So that was, be- that was before. So Fox was actively trying to compete. So maybe I should go back on what I was complaining about earlier. And maybe they made the decision based off, uh, where, ratings were going but again like i I just don't understand because you're not competing with espn or abc for original programming if they had a daily talk show which i i know they do i know they have daily programming it does well i don't know relative to espn but shit they give skip bayless and shannon sharp nba player like superstar contract so they should be doing shannon sharp may be losing a little bit of that here in the future if i don't know if you saw the update from the julio jones thing which is off topic but what it what was the update oh they're fighting like they lawyered up the falcons and julio did they're fighting they're like they yeah anyways it's off topic but they're well like look i'm kind of interested in this as well because i saw the big j outrage um about (laughs) shannon sharp calling julio jones on air um and i i I'll admit, like with OU, I'm I'm a fanboy. Like I'm I'm not like Billy Lucci or however you say his fucking name. I, I'm not that trollish. I don't believe. I, I I don't think so. I also don't sunshine pump Oklahoma. I'm more pessimistic, and I'm probably I probably annoy a lot of people as a result uh, for that. But um, I am a fan when it comes to OU. But I I kind of J around with other sports like the Thunder, of course. So I've got my feet in both pools here. I was fairly annoyed that journalists got all upset that Shannon Sharp called uh, Julio Jones on air and they acted like it was an affront to journalism. Shannon Sharp is not a journalist. No, he's not. Yeah. yeah the you big can thing ha- is like, you still can't call if they don't know you're being recorded though. Like that's a line, right? I don't know. I wouldn't cross that, but I mean, I don't watch undisputed, but I know Shannon Sharp's on it and I know what time of the day it's on. 
mm-hmm. use your brain. Who I mean, he West, West Coast, East Coast, though you know, you know, I don't know. I don't, even though it sounds like they're lowering up, and uh, there's actually in California, I've read up on this. They have a law that prohibits you to have you know stream or record conversations if the other party doesn't agree to it. So yeah, they're screwed. Well, you know, Fox got ratings for it, so I'm sure they're not. Yeah, yeah, probably. They got a ton of shares, retweets, likes, a ton of impressions. How quickly do you think it took for them to put an ad on that and put it out on Twitter? About five minutes? Oh, of course. That's where I saw it was on Twitter. It's where I see all my news anyway is just on Twitter. Yeah. And if it's interesting enough to me, then I, I dig into it and go through other avenues but would would uh would oh you would the kansas game getting put on espn plus this year be the icing on the cake for you that's in lawrence right yeah this is it's actually this is i mean that's real like that could happen Shit. it won't like, it that, won't but. that game doesn't deserve to be on tv anyway you, you know <laughs> you know um I know you has the Sooner Sports Network, and I know when games are aired on that, that means pay-per-view. Because, look, Western Carolina is a night game, and it's pay-per-view. Yay, kids. Everyone's happy for that one. Um, OU's big enough that they can broadcast their own games, and they should be able to broadcast their own games like Western Carolina and, unfortunately, Kansas, because Kansas is just terrible. Um, on a historical level, they are terrible. But Western uh, Carolina being a six o'clock kickoff is such a just slap on the face. It's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. Oh, so I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I, you, as you know, I, I am a fan of the outrage, and I am also an outrager over the outrage. Like, I guess that's part of my brand. I guess at this point, I would say that. But it's, I feel, I feel for it though, because like. You know, it doesn't have any impact on me. Like, I'll be, you know, off in other, in other places, you know, doing other things on Saturdays. But I, uh, I can't, I can't imagine being a season ticket holder, Brady, like, and or donating a shit ton of money to the university, and all you get is, you know, these people that are in Houston and Dallas, right? That, like, you can't. How do I say this? You can't. You can't enjoy a weekend. You just can't with an 11 a.m. kickoff if you're coming out of town. Like nope. Oklahoma, it's a little bit easier because you you know you can wake up, hang up with a hangover at 8:30, 9 o'clock, get up, get some breakfast, get your fuel in, go to the game. But there's a reason why the spring game only ever has like 10 to 15 thousand people. That's because the majority of those people live in Oklahoma City, live in Norman, uh, live in Tulsa and are able to make an hour or two hour, you know, if you're living in Tulsa, drive to Norman, go to the game, enjoy it, and then leave. The reason why it's not full is because the majority of OU's fans on game day come from out of state or from the far reaches of the state. Like They come from Dallas. Like That's where a lot of fans come from. So um, an 11 a.m. kickoff is an ass-kicking for fans, and... It's not all about fans, just like it's not all about the suits or it's not just all about uh, the players and coaches, which I know is a sin to say nowadays in player empowerment. But if it weren't for (laughs) stupid, crazy fans like me who are willing to pay absorbent amounts of money to buy shit, to buy season tickets, to do all those things, well, then uh, unfortunately, there would be no such thing as professional sports. You would have to have a second. You would have to have a second job. 
I want everybody to know Brady Unfiltered is one of my like top fa- top five favorite people ever, and this is this is great content right now. I just, Anyways, I I uh, it, it is. I mean, it, it really is. And like again, the SEC, you know, and you know, we're both kind of hesitant on Oklahoma and the SEC and that thought and idea because it just doesn't the breadcrumbs don't point that way. But mean. If you're Oklahoma, you get a bunch of two thirty kickoffs. <laughs> is it seven yeah. o'clock, six o'clock? ESPN owns the six o'clock ESPN like second big game of the week for SEC. You know, yeah, two thirty kicks are are fun because it's the best of both worlds. You can enjoy tailgating pregame for enough time that like once you get the itch to like actually want to watch your game, like it's about to start. Um, you then, then get to watch games in the morning. You get to watch games at the, uh, in the evening while watching your team play. Like it's the best of both worlds. The only complaint I ever hear about it from OU fans, Keegan is just the beginning of the season when it's hot, you know, two thirty kicks are, whew, that's when the sun is high in the sky and there is no hiding from it. So it, it can, there is, be- there is no hiding from it early in the season. Yeah. You can't. I don't know. Like, you, what was it? The Alabama LSU game last year, wasn't it? Super hot. It was like oh, mid, yeah. late, it was like mid late October. And they're dealing, and they had with, a bunch of cramp issues. And they're dealing with a humidity that, I mean, it gets very humid in Oklahoma, as we all know. Uh, but that's a different level of humidity the closer you get to the Gulf. So that's, uh, ugh. I mean, the, I mean, wouldn't you say, though, that like I always felt better about 230 kicks, like in terms of heat? Because it, it, it cools off eventually. Like, you kind of start hot and, and cool. But, like, early season 11 a.m. kickoffs, Brady, when it's, like, 80 when you wake up here in Oklahoma in early September, and it's just humid as shit, and you're hot the whole game, and it's just getting hotter, and it's just kind of feels like an oven. I don't know. I feel like from a fan experience, the 11 a.m. kicks early in the year can almost be as detrimental. I mean, yeah especially considering alcohol consumption (laughs) at the end of the day, there are pros and cons to everything. Nothing is ever perfect. Uh, but there are times where you can look at something, you can look at a situation and you automatically know this is a special situation, special circumstances. And there's only one way to make this thing perfectly ideal for all parties involved. The OU Nebraska game falls under that category. Uh, if OU was playing, Rutgers. Yeah. 11 a.m. or 2.30, you know, no cares. It's just a, it's a power five non-conference game, but no one cares. So move on with your day and people would still complain that it'd be 11. People would still complain that it'd be two, like whatever. Uh, But those voices would would be fairly silent and people would show up and have a good time and they'd go home and watch other, other games or go take a nap. Uh, But again, Nebraska, OU Nebraska does not fall under that category. And that's why, the frustration is there. That's why the frustration is there from a fan's perspective, like mine, uh, who will be tailgating, who will be trying to have a good time and was looking forward to uh, Nebraska fans walking by. And even though I've shat on their program and their mentality for the last few weeks uh, <laughs> on game day, I was looking forward to like meeting a bunch of Nebraska fans, having some drinks with them and giving them some food and hoping they have a good time before uh, their reckoning. That's that goes out the window because you basically set I'll set up the tailgate at around eight thirty, you know, maybe even earlier since it's Nebraska. Um, 
but no one's going to be like having a good time. No one's going to, it's just going to be a whole bunch of staggering around, like getting your, getting your feet wet, getting all limber. And then by the time you're like, okay, let's party. Oh, kickoff. No. And, and then from, from real quick. And then of course, outside of the fans perspective, the uphill battle Lincoln's going to have with really selling this game to recruits or even logistically getting kids to be able to come to it while also having a good time. Like it's just, I mean, they're going to play Friday night, fly over, drive over. It's just, it's not conducive to what could have been a great showing for the University of Oklahoma football program, for the team, everybody involved, except for Nebraska's football team, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, I've got everything I've needed to say on this out. I, it's a, it's a shitty situation for the fans and, you know, people that pay money for the football team and donate and have been alumni and, you know, this and that. And it's a, it's not great. It's, it's not a good image either. Like, you know, you want to talk about the brand of Oklahoma, like you want to see those prime time seven o'clock kickoffs and even in, you know, not even in like big games, right? Like you see Arkansas, Tennessee, like they'll play a six o'clock game. It's like, I don't really care. Like that's not on my docket. Like I'm not on my using my remote using previous on a six o'clock ESPN game, right? Like not a lot. I mean, cause they put Tennessee on it a lot. They put, you know, LSU plays a lot, even when they're bad on it. Um, you know, so A&M like this and that, whoever it could be. So yeah, I, it's, it, it sucks, but what, what else are we getting into? I know you want to get in the lines and yeah, the, the just, totals and those things. I was just going to round this out with lines as, as enthusiastically as we possibly can. Uh, those got released, I believe on, Oh, it was a Monday. Yeah, it was Monday because I, I read about, or I wrote about it on the Monday morning post on our Patreon page. Uh, but you know, a few of them are just interesting. Like most of them make sense, especially in frigging May. I'm going to try my best not to cuss anymore because I cussed a ton. And I know I cuss every once in a while on this thing and it's a podcast so you can get away with it. But uh, I know people don't want to just sit there and listen to some idiot just F, 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 F anyway. But, um, you know, like the few that didn't really make sense, you know, that really jumped out at me. And I think Keegan, you had actually mentioned mentioned one. Uh, off the bat once they dropped on uh on monday it was it was it was the the nebraska line at ou favored by 19 and seems rather low considering what we know about ou and what we know about nebraska and what we know that game's going to mean um i will say though i know west virginia is not supposed to be like very well thought of but I know I'm putting too much stock into the fact that this OU team, you know, pretty much this OU team did not see West Virginia uh, last season in Morgantown. So the set, the 17 point favorite for OU over West Virginia, knowing that the best unit on their team is their defense. That's a little, little worrisome to me. I I don't know if I'm just kind of thinking too hard on that. Cause I mean, with West Virginia under Neil Brown, it's always unfortunately been, they don't have a quarterback, so who knows how good they can really be, even if they have a stout defense, like they're just not gonna be able to score or keep up with a team like OU. So you should be able to control it. But Nebraska uh, being favored or OU being favored by 19, OU being favored by West Virginia over 17, OU minus nine versus Texas and some Texas blog site thought that that was silly. And I kind of understand 
them thinking that it's silly, silly because OU hasn't killed Texas at all in the last handful of years. And they had two, three opportunities going into the game where OU should have. And they had two opportunities once the game got started that, okay, OU should dominate this game. I'm not saying 63-14, but they should dominate it. And OU ended up not doing so. So uh, I kind of understand Texas fans going, oh, you favorite by nine. What? That That's not true. Uh, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, too far out. I, I don't know what those teams are going to be. I know Iowa State's supposed to be good, but it's another example of, oh, you needs to like kind of dominate them. <laughs> so uh, hopefully that happens. Oklahoma State, OU has more success in Stillwater than they do in Norman against Oklahoma State. So good luck. The Texas by nine, like, I thought it'd be higher as well. I said this to you, and I've said this to you a lot. Like, I don't know. I you look at you look at the lines and how weak I, how I look at them. And like Nebraska, I figured you know three touchdowns is probably fair, right? Texas ten points, fourteen points. But I, I look at this from like the perspective of by touchdowns, right? Like I you have you know I, I've said this to you before a lot. Like three points, three and a half you know, six and a half, seven, seven and a half, 10, nine and a half, 10, you know, 10 and a half, 13, 13 and a half, 14, 14 and a half. Like those are the kind of areas that, you know, you look for. And like, as a team, you know, you like them by more than a field goal. You like them by more than a touchdown. You like them by this, you know, like the West Virginia game by 17 and, you know, Iowa state by six. Like I, I like Oklahoma on all those lines, like early on. Right. Like how, how do you not like, I feel like those are value. You know, and I bet if you took those lines right now, you'd probably come out on the positive end. But it's it's early, like you said. But at the end of the day, though, Brady, it's you know it, it's at least a good baseline. You know, you have OU as eleven, you know, projected eleven wins this year. You know, and, and people too, like I think they miss you know stake you know these lines and this and that. Like they're using the same analytics and data that we use, right? Like they're not they're using the same things and just throwing them out there and saying, Hey, this is what we have right now. These are our projections. And obviously when they're doing betting against the public, they win a lot and they continue to do that. And it's going to be, you know, one of those things this year, like how much is home field advantage weighed in? Like normally it's two points um, for Vegas, but who knows, like who knows what it could end up being. And I'm again, interested to see kind of how these things adjust over the summer. And as, more of the public, you know, nationally and more of the public, right, is kind of becoming more and more on Oklahoma's side of things heading into the season. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's it's too early. I get it. But I think overall what those lines kind of tell me when I step back and look at all of them and not just them individually at this point in May is it just furthers home the point that we've been talking about for the last handful of months of like, oh, yeah, this is OU's opportunity to not just win a national championship, but if they're going to do so – they have to start kicking some teams' ass. Not one or two on their schedule, not beating teams um, in, in terms of, well, they scored a lot of points. Like, oh, you scored 50 points. Well, yeah, but they gave up 28. They need to start, like, really ending teams' hopes in the first quarter and the second quarter and then putting all the scrubs in late third, early fourth and call it a day. Like, that that's the type of season OU needs to have. Is that going to happen every Saturday? No, because it's played by it's a sport played by humans and they're going to make mistakes and it's a sport played by kids and young adults. So they're of course going to make a lot of mistakes. So there are going to be times where they look kind of off, but this team is so talented and so much more talented than the, um, the vast majority of their schedule Keegan that 
they even when they have bad days, like there's there should be no excuses with this team. Like they need to kick people's asses. Yeah, we said this uh, yesterday as well, right? Like they need to go cover some lines. Like they, you know, it does sound really weird saying it in that perspective, but like, you know, you don't like look at 2019 and 2018, right? Like OU's winning all these close games and, you know, evidently at the end ends up biting them in the ass. You know, you go out and you beat teams, you you're in the teams and the way you're supposed to beat them and you go cover lines and you do those things. Like you feel a lot better about yourself. I mean, you're, when you're, you know, performing or outperforming expectation, like as, as you have confidence, more confidence in yourself, you have more confidence in what you can do. Um, it all works out in the same way. Like you said, they need to go out and beat the crap out of everybody. We use the example of the Texas tech game um, as this last year, like that team last year needed to go down to Lubbock and go prove that they could go beat Texas tech and beat them by what 27 and a half points or however many God points it was in that game. Um, it was a ton that yep. they had to cover and they went and did it and they did it super impressively. And that's what, that's what you want to see. You want to see that week in and week out, because again, that makes you, when you're analyzing this and you're projecting it based off just film, um, it makes it a little bit easier for you to go, okay, this matchup is a little more, you know, secure here than, than it maybe was a couple weeks ago. Um, you do those things and you could feel a lot better by yourself. They need to go do that this year. Exactly. And it's, you know, the pressure that that's the big question for me with this team is this, can this team handle this pressure? Can they handle the, everybody's going to say that you're either going to be at the very least be a playoff team, but there's going to be a handful of respectable people and big people with uh, big platforms are going to say, no, OU is going to win the national championship this year. Can this team handle that? Can they still go out there with all that chatter surrounding the program, positive chatter and go out and perform? Uh, if this was a team led by a Baker Mayfield, I think we would have no uh, question, you know, a, a junior, senior Baker Mayfield, we'd have no question that, yeah, of course, because we've seen him lead teams. We've seen him lead different types of teams. That's just a, we're not, not to sit here and say that Spencer Rattler can't do that. We just haven't seen him do it. And he has all the talent in the world. He's got all the talent surrounding him to put him in the best possible situations. Got Lincoln Riley coaching and calling plays. He's got a great defense to make up for some, maybe some mistakes that will come. So, like, everything's on the table for Oklahoma. They just have to go out there and prove it. They do. And you have a uh, real easy, you know, I don't know if you want to put something that you really put your hat on this year, you put on your back, you carry with you all season. You do the things you need to do this year. You get to play a home game in the first round of the playoff. You've never had that advantage before. Probably get it against a team that you probably could beat in that game. Um, it sets up if you take care of business, everything sets up to do to accomplish the things you want to accomplish and, and do the things that they need to do this year with the team that they have. Um, you have the Cotton Bowl as, as one of the playoff sites, and it's just everything is setting up. Um, you know, 11 a.m. kickoffs are not Brady, everything is setting up for them to have you know the year that they should. And if uh, Spencer Rattler is really leveling up to another level that we haven't seen before, as he suggests, then they, they should be, they should beat the crap out of everybody. Goody, goody, goody. Keegan, are you weather aware right now? I am. I got David Payne on in front of me. Um, I've got a wall cloud right outside my house. Um, yes. I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's I've been paying attention. Yeah. We're good here. And uh, 
hopefully we stay good throughout the night because this second round is going to be a lot worse than the first round. Yeah. So, so as of around, we're about to wrap up this podcast at around four o'clock as of four o'clock, what's it looking like for Edmond and Oklahoma city mainly because I'm trying to figure out if I can, if I can walk or go on my uh, two mile jog that I do every day. So uh, you, you've got a couple, you've got an hour, hour and a half time frame here. It's uh, pouring outside now. And yeah, we had that wall cloud literally just go right over us, by the way. <laughs> is, it, is the storm moving south or is it moving north? It's moving like east, like east, southeast. Oh. But oh. yeah, I mean, you've got an hour or so here, probably in Oklahoma City. They didn't, the storms were not supposed to get this south this early. So that could be a good thing for us that it's not like, again, you're getting, I'm getting real technical and you know I can, but like obviously if, have some storms come through here then it's not going to be as stable here it's going to be more stable here than it was before so you'll be you got about an hour probably two hours before this next round of storms get in we should be bunkered down here in my cave but uh, everybody out there please stay safe and uh, i'm sure everybody's kind of glued to the tv or the radio for weather reports but uh once again please stay safe we want uh, everybody to be um okay out there and we all know the weather in oklahoma can get kind of hairy so hopefully Hopefully it's just rain and not even some hail because we saw what hail could do a few weeks ago in Norman. Shout out Ryan Chapman. Hopefully you get your car fairly soon. Um, also, I did want to mention this before we start signing off here, Keegan, because I don't think I mentioned it during my whole Nebraska 11 a.m. kickoff rant. This is also a part of Nebraska. This is partly Nebraska's fault. Not because they suck today, but because they left the conference and helped soil the reputation of the Big 12 in doing so. That's why that's why the Big 12 has these shitty TV contracts. So it's just another reason for OU to go out there and kick the living dog shit out of them <laughs> for their treachery, their betrayal, all those things. I get that there's respect between OU and Nebraska and the fan bases, but once that ball's kicked, that goes out the window for the next three and a half hours. Kick the living shit out of them. Unleash hell. But... Shout out to Vanessa House for taking care of us, even though we're not there. Um, once again, Emo Night, BBS, Bingo Bango Songo will be moved to next Thursday. So if you're interested, please go out. It's a lot of fun, guys. They've got a Super Smash Brothers tournament on Monday. They've got karaoke on Wednesday. They've got Bingo Bango Songo on Thursday. And they have live music on Friday. And if the weather is great, which it pretty much is, except for today, the garage door is open, so it's a great, great atmosphere. A lot of great drinks, a lot of great beer. New beers coming out. They've got a banana slush fun uh, sour coming out. Oh, today, no, which, they don't. Which looks really criminally good, so that's going to be exciting. Um, and, yeah, like I, I worked there part-time, but I went there a lot before I ever even worked there, so I'm not trying to be super biased with it, but uh, it's, a, it's a fun time. Highly recommend it. So please go give our friends at Vanessa House uh, some business and you'll uh, be all the better for it. But Keegan, any final thoughts? I've got everything I needed to say today off my chest. Um, and again, if you, I'm jokingly saying this, but better prepare for that couple weeks whenever that Kansas game time slot comes up. Because my God, the meltdown will be nuts. Well, I mean, to be honest, Keegan... And another, I'm not trying to be super biased here, even though I work for 107.7, the franchise. Um, I will be honest with you. 
I'll probably listen to that game on the radio anyway. <laughs> I'll probably be doing something like not necessarily doing something else, but I'll probably be watching other games and have like my earbud. And I've done that with Kansas games before. Um, and actually like there've been times where I've had to listen to games on the radio because I've been out of town or out of state. And the only way that we could consume the game was over the radio. And I have to say it's actually kind of enjoyable. It, it's a lot of fun to kind of like watch quote unquote, a, or follow a game over the radio because it's just a different feel and it's a different level of like pent up excitement because you obviously don't get to see the play carry out before you on TV where the announcer might be a little bit behind in terms of you, you can see that that, that cornerback just bit on a pump fake and the receivers wide the hell open before the announcer even starts to raise the inflection of his voice but you obviously don't have that over radio. So once you just hear like Toby Rillo and just explode, it's like, Oh, that was good. That was good. That was good. That was good. So it's uh, I'm sure if Kansas is ESPN plus, I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna listen to that on radio. Screw it. I've listened to the radio before. I enjoy it every time. Um, and yeah, Toby, though he can get a little cheesy at times. I do enjoy all the crew and what they do. Oh, I mean, People complain about Chris Fisher and Michael Cage with the Thunder being like overly sunshiny, or they complain about them being whatever. But it's like they're paid by the Thunder. If you were paid, Michael by the- Cage should be made fun of, though. Well, I mean, sure, but like, what are you truly making fun of, like, bro? If you Michael were- Cage, bro, if you were n- not you, bro, not you, bro, but the royal bro, um, <laughs> if you were paid six figures to call Thunder games. And to do it in a sunshiny fashion, you would follow suit. You would say, yes, daddy, give me, please give me paycheck. I will do what you say. I will say uh, that Shea Gillis Alexander's injury was so severe. That's How severe? I, I mean, I don't know if you saw, but he's not playing for Team Canada, which should put to rest all the, uh, <laughs> I mean, the, the, uh, the machine was rolling for the Thunder today. It Shea, was. Shay got hurt. Shay was hurt. Shay couldn't play. He was so hurt, Brady. That's where we'll leave it. Everybody, thank you so <laughs> much for listening to the Inside OU podcast. I truly appreciate it all the time. Thank you all so much. Uh, if you haven't already, go listen to the fan interview I did with Matt Burton on uh, this previous Monday. That was a lot of fun to talk about. Uh, Florida State complaining about not having Snoop Menace, but they had Anquan Bolden on the field, and it still didn't help them, so... Who cares about them? Uh, but looking forward to more fan interviews over the next few weeks. Maybe even some former players still trying to work on uh, something like that for you all. Uh, but until next time on Through the Keyhole uh, on Tuesday with Keegan, Renault, myself for the Monday fan interview. Everybody, thank you so much. Be safe out there and we'll talk to you later.